Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey, y'all. Howdy, howdy. It's Jazz, the 40-ounce connoisseur, and... It's Cat Daddy, and Jazz is going to ruin my life again. Hello, we are here. I have forced (laughs) Kathleen to show up this week again, and we are covering a special franchise that's dear to my heart. It's really only the first movie that's dear to my heart, because I found out there were two additional movies less than two years ago. So this year, we are covering... Thou shall not lie. I am rolling my eyes. So Thou hard. shall not <laughs> I truly feel like I, this is how I know I'm in hell for real. When I pull up and hear the song just echoing down the hallway, like I'm in the movie, and I'm like, <laughs> I am I a lost boy? <laughs> yes. Didn't it, ain't this what you asked for? Don't try to act brand new now, bitch, because. You always wanted to be a fucking vampire bitch. Now, now the vampire. But this is, is not. The, I'm a home. This is not the the kind of vampire I um aim to be. This is like um I'm stuck in the '80s, but I'm just trying to transition through time and space type vampire, and that's tight, right? In general, just not my steez of vampire. But y'all, we talking about the Lost Boys and Jazz and is geeked. I'm I stressed. am geeked. There's apparently people in the audience listening to us talk right now. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if they're bots or not. We did not send the link out to nobody. It might be our FBI agents. Maybe they think we funny and they out here. If they are, open your purse. I'm waiting for them to pull up in the chat. And I know somebody's like, y'all, what are y'all talking about? Outside of the you guys' hello, hi. High five. Outside of talking to y'all, um, the, the, the way that we are recording, there's like, I'm hoping it's a bot. I don't know, but... Fuck it, we ball. We talking about the Lost Boys. Um, and I just recently discovered there's two additional movies outside of the 1987 film. Jazz was saying she found out a couple years ago. Um, honestly, I have thoughts. <laughs> but I will say this. Movie two and three are not as terrible as one might say or think they are. The rating is low. 
and I see the vision, but also I didn't think they were that bad. Like, okay. that. I, right. let me know. Movie two was surprisingly not that bad because I saw movie two twice. Movie three is the only one I saw one time. They were all on HBO Max at a point, all the Lost Boys. That's how I found out there were a, there was another movie. I was like, what the fuck? The Tribe, The Thirst. So it's, a tri- so it's Lost Boys, Lost Boys Tribe, which is like 2008, I believe, and then Lost Boys Thirst, which is 2010. So it's giving, it, it looks like it's giving Exhilaration Target in a lot of the um, sequels. Definitely giving Kmart, definitely side sweat banging Exhilaration up. Target. Kmart. This is where we are. The look when you go to the bitches' outfits and shit, y'all know how I be with the low budget early aughts movies or even early aughts like let's say two thousand five to like about two thousand fifteen. Them outfits came from Charlotte Russe. They went to Wet Seal together as a unit, as one band, one sound, and they picked up them plastic pumps and outfits. They sure the fuck did. Don't they even did. say they didn't. They did. Here's why I'm agreeing with you. I'm dying because I want to scream. Okay, because I'm losing it. Two fairies one. There was a, a person in movie two where they kind of like were going from the yard into the mansion, and Slim had on two the little two the little jumps next to each other had them red pumps, the platform pumps with the cork heel and uh patent leather red candy apple red heels. Y'all know what shoes I'm talking Disgusting. about. I was like, ooh, now sometimes you'll see these shoes in a wedge form, but they had the cha cha. The cha-cha heel on it with the sling back. And it had like a good four-inch heel, but it, I was just like, girl, I know. I know this is 2008. Bitch, I'm, I'm home. Anytime you have a colored heel with a, like a colored shoe with a cork heel or a that wooden jank with the little rings around that bitch like a tree trunk trying to see how many years this bitch has been. Like, what is going on here? The outfits. I definitely always side swept bangs, some highlights, a curl at the bottom. I know it smells like flat iron in there. I it's know coming it back. Like- <sighs> the girls are already in the 99-2000s. We're already in like 1998 through 2001 right now. So yeah. I'm expecting to see it. I'm excited to see the revolution revamp situation of it. Maybe the bang won't be as stiff. Maybe the bang will, will be wafty. Yeah. It's still going to give a strong emo bang, but maybe it'll be with body. Movement. Okay. There you go. Roots. It won't be um, aggressively straight and, yeah. you know, decaying. Not decaying. Um, I you mean, know, because listen, as someone who... <laughs> Had a really aggressive Evo bang, okay? You are, the heat, the amount of heat <laughs> you are applying to that front section of your hair. I'm so blessed my hair didn't get ate up thanks to the flat iron. Listen, my hair did get ate up to the flat iron. I wasn't doing an emo bang like that because, you know, I just always had trouble growing like bangs, bangs for real, for real. I did just was not, the hair in the front of my head was just not giving what it was supposed to have gave. It was never like the, the thickness, the shape, the cut. It wasn't giving. So I was not the emo bang girl, um, but I was a flat iron girl. And the flat iron smell is universal, okay? We all know what fucking burning ass hair smell like. You know, put the chi liquid on that bitch. You to put the chi serum on here thinking that's going to hold that shit together. Knowing you got to flat iron this bitch again in six hours because you about to go out again. Flat iron your hair two times a day. What the fuck was going on with us? 
Mm-mm. Wings and prayers. Also, every time you said flat iron, I got kitchen memories just popping up into my head. You hold your ear. Um, just this heat. Not even just flat iron. I'm thinking hot comb. Yeah. Um, but I was a hot comb girl. There was a lot of flat iron used in these movies. I can tell. Movie one, two, and three. Um, there were some wig choices as the movies progressed along and the times. Uh, yep, 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 yep. I see y'all can't see Jazz's face. Uh, but her eyes got big. There were a lot of choices and decisions made in the hair department. Um, okay. A lot of choices and decisions made in the costume department. We got some people who look like Prince in some scenes and Lestat in movie two. We got, you know, we got uh, Buccaneers who are out here and Peter Pan outfits and really tight leotards. I love leotards, my nigga. The shirt was ripped up. It was flying into the air. They had lots of like, you know, Jack Sparrow fits. I don't know, but that was movie one. Jack Um, Sparrow. Yeah, and then movie three, it was a club. It was a millennial club and everyone had on bikini tops and and poom poom shorts and it was lit. There were actual titties out. There was a scene with a bitch in the club and her, she was just dancing with her titties out. I've never been to one of those kind of parties. I, you know, and it's nothing against that. We love titties. Titties are fine. But also, like, imagine being at a carpet and you look to your left, you look over to your left and the bitch that took her jacket off and it's nothing but titties and bare back. And I'm like, wait, oh. <laughs> I would be caught off guard a little bit. I ain't gonna say nothing to her, but I'm like, all right. Okay. Well, we got the titties out. All right. Well, just going to turn around and sip my drink because this is none of my fucking business. But yep. also, that is just a wild choice to me is you feeling the music and shit so much that you're about to just literally t- rip your shirt off like the Incredible Hulk. That is a lot. <laughs> That's a fucking lot. You know what? I could see that happening somewhere we would be. Okay. Two pair with one. I know the proper response of the responses <laughs> that would happen is us going, Oh, she got her titties out. Oh, it's this kind of party. <laughs> and just start again, dancing. Yeah, oh, it's this kind of party. Well. But she gonna be cold. She ain't got no backup shirts in her purse. How she gonna get in the Uber? She cannot get in the Uber with no... Well, if she got her jacket still, she could just put her jacket against her Ooh, titties that would be a look. together. You gotta piece it together. What a transition. If the jacket just lays over the front, so you're vamping it up with your leather jacket, and you're... Okay, okay. Titay. Yeah, that's the best you can do because you ain't getting that Uber without no shirt on, bro. You can't. They not letting you in the Uber. Well, they didn't have Ubers back at the time of this movie, though. But they not letting you in the taxi like this. They might. I don't know. Depends on the driver, maybe. Mm-hmm. Taxi cab <laughs> confessions. Yikes. Um, but I got to get out again, of here. <laughs> we're covering the Lost Boys. These bitches are not streaming nowhere. Lost Boys was on Netflix not that long ago. The OG, not the sequels. The sequels, you you be hard pressed to find the sequels anyway. Let me just let you know that now. They do have um, on Amazon and probably some other places where it's all three movies for like 20 bucks or 15 bucks. The first movie definitely is worth it and it's a classic to me. It's something that I used to watch all the time. And I'm not a big vampire fan, but this is one of those movies that came out in the late 80s, early 90s that used to come on tv that i used to end up catching all the time that's why that theme song hit so much because as a kid all i think is crying little sister i'm like who the fuck are they talking to what is this song about but i liked it it was enchanting to me i signed up i mm, i see the excitement in the joy in your (laughs) eyes and i'm so excited for you um this was this movie (laughs) 
Yeah. See, here's the thing. Like, I understand. Like, people really not yeah because I said fuck this movie. Nah. Okay. So I grew up for vampire films. Um, I don't dislike this film. However, this film would not be a film that I would like shout out immediately when I think of like vampire films that I like immediately come to the forefront of my mind. Um, I'm excited that I finally saw it because I've always seen bits and pieces of the film. So I know someone has gasped clutch their pearls and piece their shirt together. That's right, bitch, you heard me. I have only seen bits and pieces of this film, but then I sat and saw the real whole thing and I was like, okay, girl, um, Kiefer Sutherland, what the fuck is happening right now? The 80s is a wild place and um, I didn't miss anything. And then <laughs> so I like the beautiful gowns. I love the makeup choices. Um, it very much spoke to the time. They were like, you know, a crowd of like people who were hanging out in California, just living their lives and just Santa Carla subterranean groups and just, you know, partying and not, you know, being subcultures. You know, I probably said the wrong word, but here we are. Goomy, baby. Tiana Taylor. Well, and, I think um, you're thinking of us because subterranean Santa Carla Beach, same beach. All same the above. time they were recording across. And if you watch us. The movie they're recording in that movie across when it first starts is this movie, um, apparently. I was thinking of subterranean and another subculture because they were acting like their own like group. So it was two very things punk, happening at very, one time. It was a lot of punk, lots of the, you know, the it's the people who the other people don't want people to come outside. They don't, oh, look at those weirdos. Look at those guys. Oh, look at the police pulling up on these guys. They're not going anywhere. They're on motorcycles. They got leather jackets and shit and earrings. And they all have long metal hair. They all could have been in a very sexy metal band. Um, Yeah, they could have been in a very sexy metal band. But I didn't find those characters sexy. A lot of people find them attractive. That wasn't my bag. I just enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the children in the um in like when we get introduced to the later characters. The children in this movie were fun because I was a child watching this, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd be reading a comic book and be trying to fight vampires, and then using garlic water and bullshit like that. Uh, of course, I would. Of of course. Um. So before we get into spoilers, you're gonna have to rent all these bitches. I the Lost Boys comes around, so eventually you're gonna see the Lost yeah. Boys stream. Before, at least by Halloween, somebody gonna pick Mama up by Halloween because she's a classic to a lot of the girls. So she'll be there. She'll be there. Yeah. Maybe not and right if you now. don't want to, yeah, yeah. And if you don't want to wait, like you could just rent this on all the things. You're probably about anywhere between two ninety nine and three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. YouTube, Amazon Prime, blah blah blah. Um, you're absolutely right about that eighties hairband rocker glam situation. I definitely see the influence. Um, that's the sentence. Lost Boys. Actually, I think that everyone should see all of these at least once. So if you have not seen the second and third one, like, yep, yep, yep. Agent of Chaos, march it in. I think you should just see it just because. Kathleen is an agent of chaos because let me tell you something. I said the first one, yes. The second one also kind of, it has some funny parts. It's very 2008 and it's kind of low budget. They spent most of the budget on that song for both of them two sequels. But... I do recommend the second one at least once, especially if it ends up streaming for free. That third one, yeah. I can't really tell you to pay money for it. No. Oh, no. Now, here's the thing. Um, I definitely understand if you did pay money, just out of curiosity, by no means. If you could find this on like, a streaming platform, I definitely I think you should money. tune in that way. I paid money. Um, But with that being said, 
the storylines from movie two and three, especially two, two is very problematic. Um, but uh, two, putting that aside, the makeup, the special effects, all that shit was fire. Um, especially in two, hit fire for the time because you have to put the year there. on it. Fire for the time. And then when you look back in terms of like special effects um, and practical effects, because you know they existed, it was not that bad. And here's how I knew it wasn't going to be brazy when it came to movie two. I know everybody's looking at me. Tom Savini was in the beginning. So I knew if Tom Savini was going to be on set, somebody was going to be making sure the girls was in line. Exactly. And honestly, in movie three, the SFX and that shit wasn't horrible neither. And to be honest, the vampires looked way better. It was the best looking vampire outside of movie one. So Wow, that's crazy. Okay, so I think I agree with you on that front because I did not like the way the vampires looked in the second one. They gave very much CW. It's like an extendo episode of Supernatural. That's what movie two gave me although i am a supernatural fan so don't get it twisted i that's why i'm like no i enjoy that because bitch i'll go back and start supernatural all over you think i won't bitch i will watch season one up through season seven off rip again i sure will not it's more than seven seasons but season seven is where i cut the line of saying like hey i can stand behind these even though i know that some of it is not quality but i can stand behind it up to season seven I can stand behind the sequel. I can stand behind the tribe. I can. It gave some kind of callback. So first, first movie, family moves to Santa Carla. There's fucking vampires. Okay. Second movie, brother and sister. It's a lot of sibling situations. Brother and sister move to Santa Carla. Vampires. Surfer edition. All right. Third movie. <laughs> they don't quite move to Santa Carla. You're most following Edgar Frog, who is um, Corey Feldman. And he is dealing with eviction and trying to do stuff. But then there's a head vampire pushing a drug called the thirst and we all know what is involved with the thirst okay it's not just no drug it's clearly vampire fluid it's vampire dust it is vampire blood and we are turning people into vampires pretty much and now Edgar Frog has to stop it those are three movies in a nutshell again especially I think if you just go ahead and just cop the DVD or the DVD with all three of them on there because then you can watch Lost Boys whenever you want and I know that's not appealing to everybody but for me I could throw Lost Boys on at it. That saxophone man is funny as hell. Every time I see that man, he is sweating so hard. He's so shiny. His ponytail is slick as shit. There was so much happening. It reminded me of old boy from WWE who was like Mr. Sexy or whatever. You talking about Shawn Michaels? Not Shawn Michaels. There was that other guy who had like a ponytail that was not Shawn Michaels who had a tiny. Not Val Venus, right? And not Val Venus. It'll kind of be. He also had on. It was it was a combination of the two, yeah. Because he, but he wasn't vulgar like Val Venus because Val Venus used to say the things, and I'm just like, ah. Even as a child, I was like, yikes! I wasn't even having sex. I was like, I don't like what you're saying, bro. Kind of looking like Rob Van Dam, but with a saxophone. It was just, it was a moment. And he was all oiled up. And I was excited that he was excited because he was playing this instrument really aggressively. But also I was just like, the 80s was a time. It was a time. All these people was outside. It was all these hoodlums and heathens outside. The police was outside. You know, they were out. You start off 
movie one. So let's go ahead and get into spoiler alert because we know you got to rent it. You know you should watch him. Remix. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we're here. Spoiler alert. Um, Let's dive into movie one, which is a classic for me. I did not see it in theaters because I was not born. Uh, But... I watched it all the time. This is one of those horror movies I watched before I went to grade school. Like that that's why I'm like the song, the the eating of the maggots, the worms, the flying, the ripping of door hinges and roofs off of the cars sent me to hell. I thought that was scary. Also, some of the vampire deaths in this hit especially that bathtub one that bathtub one is memorable. That's why when I watched Dust till Dawn after this, and I thought of the garlic water. I was like, yeah, just like the bathtub scene. Um, I was excited about that. Uh, because little me, I don't like vampires, but I like vampire hunting. I think that's that's the thing. That's why I like Supernatural, because they're hunting the monsters. Look, we got our dog, um, Corey Hain, I believe is his name. is Because Corey Feldman is the other young man. I don't have all the cast that I've seen. This, but we know Kiefer mm-hmm. Sutherland is up in here. Okay. Rest in peace, Corey Hain. Yeah, rest in peace, Corey. Who mm-hmm. may show the up? The Corey's in had a hold. He does hold yeah. up. Pull up in the second one, and mm-hmm. the Corey's had a hold on the eighties. They did have a hold on the eighties, and you know what? I'm not even gonna hold you. Corey Feldman earned his keep because he made all them fucking monster bands, and he tricked fucking Jason at like what age twelve? Because let me tell you something, Jason would have killed my ass. I'm I'm gonna let you know right the fuck now. I would have died in that movie, and that would have been the end of it. Corey saved the day. But he was really quick and he was crafty and he, you know, did what he had to do to get the fuck on out of there. Shout out to you, Mr. Corey. Oh my God. But Corey Feldman's Edgar Frog from the Frog Brothers, Jameson, um, Newlander, Island Frog. So it's the brothers in here. Um, We got Star, who is kind of useless, but she's there because we need a sex scene because it's the 80s, 90s. Michael, paid by Jason Patrick. I have never seen Jason Patrick. I don't know what else other movies he played in. I'm looking now. Girl, I ain't never seen none of his other movies. None of his other Like, <laughs> they talk about Sleeper, Speed, 2 Cruise. Oh, I have seen Speed, 2 Cruise Control. Because isn't that where that big ass butt, um, boat bumps into it? Okay. Okay, I've seen Speed 2. I don't know what it's about, but I remember the boat scene. I don't remember his ass being in the movie at all, but... But you remember the boat scene, and that means that Speed 2 was successful. That That's, you know, hey, that's that was what they put that budget on, because they fucked that little sound shit up. That shit was practical. Um, So we have Corey Haim, by Corey Haim, but um, Michael and his brother, um, Sam are moving with their mom and their mom got just got divorced. Her name is Lucy and they're moving in with, with Papa and they move in with Papa and, you know, you know, just to live somewhere because when you get divorced, you might either not have a job. You know, that stay at home mom was very popular, 70s, 80s, maybe even 90s. So you might divorce somebody and now you get a job because you didn't have one before and you didn't have a house and they have the whatever. The finance situation can be messy, but she got the kids, especially because Michael big ass. I feel like Michael is 27 in this movie, although they want to move it. Like, I'm telling mom, like, he's like 18. He's a grown up. That is a grown ass man. I can't tell the ages of any of these people. Like, I'm like, are you supposed to be an adult? Are you supposed to be a young adult? 
Are you been an adult? Like, are you just here at the house, you know, supporting mom? And even for the vampires, like, are you a fresh young adult vampire or are you just frozen in time at this age? Because I, I can't time. tell. Okay. They're, Eat. I can't. They Me are for everyone. 25 plus. Kiefer Sutherland does not look like a young, young warthog at all. I was going to be quiet. Be 30. No, 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 we're not. I can tell yeah. by the hairline love that we are at a mature enough age where our car insurance is lowered. We can rent cars and things of that nature. If oh, we're trying to make this motherfucker goodness. the same age as Michael, where we're trying to make Michael like 18 or some shit, because he's stuff stuff is going to change when school starts. Motherfucker, I know your big ass not in school. That's why I was confused. I was like, you look like, like you said, he could rent a car. He could go ahead and open a line of credit successfully, you know, without people really batting an eye, you know, already outside of white privilege. I, you know, he's just going to, you know, cranking up a show. And he's got the fluffy flowing hair. He's got a bad bitch look. But I couldn't really tell look. if he was supposed to be a teen or a young adult. And I'm crying because I was just going to give people some, I was really going to, you know, not talk about, I can't tell certain people's age. So I'm just looking around because I don't really know what to do. They're Try old. to be quiet. Um, this is the, but that's a trend. Teenagers Queer. are actually twenty-seven years old. They do have cool outfits. I did like Michael's look and outfit as a young warthog. I could see how the girls were like, "Oh, he's high," or even the boys, "Oh, he's high." I could see that, but he did have his shoes on the bed way too many times for me. I didn't like that. Um, it was I a lot like of um, people putting their outside clothes on the bed in this movie. Um, not a fan. You know, you could be the baddest bitch in the room, but if you put in them dirty outside clothes on these clean sheets, minus 50 points for Gryffindor. Like, I don't My- really know. <laughs> because, bitch, I'm tired. Like, it, first of all, you got the nerve to be up all night. You know, you're just moving into this town. Your mama's getting this job at the local uh, store. You know, and y'all, she sits sticking out like a sore thumb, her and her boss, because everybody is just looking like, you know, whatever, 1980-something you know, alternative edge California looking like at an arcade. That's very much what the vibe is. The 80s arcade. If you want to imagine whatever the fuck that looks like to you. It also looks like an episode of regular show. And maybe Mordecai and Rigby are at the arcade. So still very much an 80s arcade. Yeah. And, you know, the mom's trying to get the job. The mom's also trying to get her group back. And her sons is out here doing stuff. You know, you got the youngest son who's played by Corey Haynes, Sam. And he's just like, you know, I really... He's... The things that he's saying makes the mom feel like he's acting out um, as a direct response to her um, introducing a new partner to their lives and kind of just trying to move. Yep, Max is just trying to move for her boss. And I'm honestly like, girl, why would you even date your boss? That's gross. Don't don't shit where you you eat. That's weird. Not where you work, baby. But people do that. You know, people really be like, they just do what they work with. And that's wild to me because I've never dating anyone that I work with direct like at the same time or the job at the same time no I I don't I don't I I won't be partaking in that shenanigans um but yes you know it's it could come off as a rom-com of the mom moving in with the kooky grandpa who is definitely you know stuffing shit up stuffing up animals and drinking root beers and not going outside and shit like that and he's just you know a shut-in and she meets max or whatever and max is always he seems very nice like i'm not trying to take over um of course because 
at this point, Sam already met the Frog Brother. The Frog Brother's like, you need to read this motherfucking vampire book, bitch. You need to read it because it's vampire. the vampires is going dummy out here. They haul them shaking. They doing a heel toe all through the boardwalk all night and they snatching people out their cars. They snatching your people up. You better hide your kids, hide your wives. That's what the vampires is doing. They wearing outfits. They got one earring dangling, but they biting you bitches. So you you kind of want to get, you know, get information, get your garlic together. Um, so you can, you know, protect yourself. But at this point, it's always a girl. Mike, they all at the little carnival because apparently, I don't know if y'all, like, who are y'all listening, live near Beach Town or anything like that. But I, in Virginia, we used to go to Virginia Beach all the time. But then I went to ODU, which is near, in 757, near the beach. Beach towns all have this look where it's a boardwalk and it's always neon lights and ear piercing. I watched somebody, a shirtless man on in this movie, try to pierce. I'm like, this man ain't got no shirt on. He's sweating and piercing somebody outside where they grilling corn dogs. I don't know if this is sanitary, but we was getting their ear pierced. You getting them fake ass tattoos. You getting beach you know, car- yeah, cartoon pictures drawn. You know, it's just that that kind of thing where you're everybody's just outside walking around doing stuff. Um, carnival rides, beach swimming, everything together. So I was like, okay, I see what they're doing. But he seen the bitch. Was like, ooh, look at Star. She good. Let me let me pull up on her. And he go and pull up and a bitch ride off. With our dog, not is David's name? Yes, he rides. She ride off with David because mm-hmm. he's like, "Start, let's go." So they come back again, and this time he come without his little brother. Michael come without Sam, so he could pull up on his motorcycle and ride up and pull up on Star. And they're like, "Come with us, Michael," and they ride. <laughs> they ride and they go. First of all, they ride all the way down to this like place off the fucking coast like they almost drive off of the fucking cliff and they go downstairs and there's the little worms trick if you've seen um we what is the dark shadows or we live in the shadows that one where the vampires are gritting and living their lives and doing Mm -hmm. chores Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're like oh it's worms if that's where that joke is they're like oh it's worms oh you're eating maggots um but it's like chinese food but it's a glamour spell i guess because vampires can do glamour spells and shit like Mm -hmm. that because supernatural but they was like oh it's wine oh it's blood yeah whatever it's not blood no it is blood now he's a vampire because he didn't drink the blood Surprise! He's half because he ain't bite nobody, but he coming home. He got sun shades and he just took Advil. He didn't take Advil, but he got the shades on his little brother. This is what I do like about this. Where when we were visited Poltergeist, and it's something I also watched as a kid. I didn't align with the family as watching as an adult. Watching this again, I was like, oh, I align with the siblings. Like, what you doing, bro? Like, bro, you in here? Bro, you got sunshades on? What the fuck, bro? It's the morning. It's like your little brother's annoying the shit out you, but it's because they love you, but they get on your nerves because Sam is, I think Sam is one of my favorite characters out here, especially after you come home, um, a nook is their big ass dog. You know, it's the pets always know first. The pets mm-hmm. are like, "Oh, you're a vampire, bitch! I'm about to bite your ass." Because Michael was about to eat his brother up. He pulled up on him in the tub. The tub scene is my favorite, and I'm a bath connoisseur, bitch. Y'all know if y'all are <laughs> close with me, I love a bath, bitch. I get in there, I pull half the fucking bath bottle in there. The bubbles be coming floating over the tub. Yep, I be in there. He's in there doing his hair and shit. Granted, I as a black 
would not be putting that kind of soap in my hair and washing my hair in the tub. No. That is not my ministry because no. wash day is a separate thing. Like I got to mm-hmm. clear the sink and put my hair in the sections and we're going to spend the next couple hours detangling, washing and twisting. So th- that's not, you know, I don't live like that, but I do live as singing ridiculous songs in the shower when no one's in here to listen to me. Mm-hmm. That is what I, I do, in fact, um, do that. And I was like, wow, we the same person. We be in a tub wilding. Because I, be, I used to be in a tub with Barbie dolls, living my best life. All the Barbies is swimming. It's eight Barbies in the tub. Me and eight Barbies, we in here, turns up. Everybody getting their hair washed. Ooh, we in here. But again, he was having the time of his life, and he found out his brother was a whole fucking blood sucker. And he was like, you wait until mom finds out. He's like, first of all, you found out your brother's a vampire. The first thing you go do, I'm telling mom. What? He now I know because he's a young person. He didn't really think this through. But mama outside having a date with Mister Max. You know, she trying to live her life. She trying to get the cooties tall. She trying cookies tall. She trying to do everything, girl. She's trying to get sassy. She got these ankle left skirts on, but they cute. Mm-hmm. Sam calls her on the date. Like, she gets a phone call, and she leaves the date frantic. Because at this point, you know, Michael didn't hang out with the vampires. He didn't play chicken the opposite side of the train. And he's stressed because he's like, I'm about to fucking die. Like, I and my dad, and they're all like, let go, Michael. Like, we're all dead. And I was like, this is all the dead cats float. It was one of those situations. And I was like, I'm really stressed. And so, you know, Sam calls up mom. Mom immediately leaves her date with Max. And, you know, when she gets there and finds out that this, um, her son had called her for what she now thinks is a, a false alarm. Cause he was like, you know, Michael's pleading with him. Please don't tell mom. Like we'll work through this. We'll try to figure it out. I'm not going to be no vampire. I promise you like yada, 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 vampire talk. So Sam, uh, when mama come home, Sam is just like, mom, it was basically a false alarm. She looked like she wanted to use telekinetic powers to make him move from one place across the room to the other place across the room safely, just away from her. Like she was just like, I I was on a date and just like was done. I, Sam, I know you were trying to be loyal to Michael, but you got to give your mama some space because she is trying to get it together in the worst way right now, but she's trying to get it together and you are literally ruining her life. Like, she came home like a comic book? You called me home over a comic book? You is too fucking old to be calling me home over these fucking core comic books anyway. Like, and again, I'm like, he could have came up with a better lie. There were just people outside y'all apartment driving motorcycles scaring you. That would have been the better lie to tell. And it's not even a lie. People are out here. They were driving them. And Michael could have confirmed because that happen like i'm like y'all gotta be better liars than this but whatever i was like all right he's not gonna you know he's he, he told the worst lie he could trying to protect his brother he was like man i don't want it because he calls the frog brothers also after he called his mama like what am i supposed to do yeah we'll stab him up <laughs> they was like yeah stab him your brother's a blood sucker bitch you just gotta kill him bro he's a half vampire he's not even a full vampire it was like mm. I, I would stab him for good measure. Uh, and they're kind of right. Although Michael does come to save the day later on. Because at this point, now we know Michael's a vampire. They think that Max is the head vampire. And Mama to call from the date. Mama pull up to apologize. The dog Thorn is like 
trying to kill her almost. And she invites him over to dinner. And they and why the fuck Sam invite the Frog Brothers? Now the hijinks. They like, we're gonna put this garlic in his food. We go they put the garlic in the food. He's like, bruh, it's gar okay, it's garlic. I mean, it's not that deep. He's like, it's too much. I mean, I like garlic, but girl. And then they throw the holy water on him. He's like, guys, I'm not trying to steal you away from your mom. I just want to be friends. I'm not trying to replace your dad. In his mind, he's like, these motherfuckers think I'm a vampire, bitch. But he also, spoiler alert, he is the head vampire, bitch. Because at this point, you see David is already pulled up on him. He's like, I told you don't come around here. Probably because you're thinking that David is... You know, like with the police officer say, a troublemaker, we don't want you around. And I mean, we've seen that David, they fucked that, that couple up. They fucked them people eating up. They fucked the police up. They're eating people on the boardwalk. That shit is happening. You see the motherfuckers with the missing posters all throughout the jank. It's a whole lot. Even the missing, on the milk carton, it's a miss, the missing boy who is the boy who's with Star. They don't really have much of a storyline, but they're there. Because uh, we could have really did this story without Star. It could have really just been queer or like, oh, Michael trying to pull up on these new friends because they're cool and he trying to be cool and they, you know, accept him. It could have just been that. But we needed that random sex scene in the middle of the movie um, with the music playing. <laughs> I mean, playing it was clouds. so forced. All of it was forced. Especially like the way, the dialogue leading up to said sex scene. It was like, no, I don't want to. Oh, we're having sex. I was like, <laughs> so that's how y'all be fucking? Like, okay. All right. But you know, whatever. We go on this journey. We're going to make sure our brother is not going to become a vampire. So boom, we tag team up with the Fog Brothers. The Fog Brothers, they do what they do, but also they have a mishap because one of the Fog Brothers, Alan, he becomes a vampire. So, um, but, but is anyways, that movie one? I feel like it's close to the movie two, but even still, you know, that's me moving on. All the movies say moving to me at this point, but even still, uh, they truly are. Um, what all the people are battling it out. Kiefer Sutherland, he's getting some close eye all eye shots. Michael doesn't become a vampire because they discovers, you know, Max. All of them discovers Max and them. They get Max about the paint, um, and everybody goes back to normal. People die. People that song die. plays, and I'm just like Jesus said, and send help. <laughs> Thou shalt not kill. The song does play. Um, there's a few good kill scenes, bathtub kill scene, the animal horns. There's always people with people, dead animal horns on you. It does decoration, which has always been weird to me. But Oh, that was a movie too, right? Or that also one, happened in movie two, one. It's movie one, oh, two, yeah, and, and two, three. And three, like, yep. Just they, like the Texas Chainsaw, mess, um, what is that, clipping, where they try to mention it. Oh, because of the taxidermy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always the the like that that kill happens a lot. So the horn kill because it was like it's iconic. So let's just repeat it. And I'm like that is not how you make iconic moments. You could have had your own iconic moment, but you chose differently. You chose differently. Um, Thou shalt not yeah. lie. Shut up. <laughs> they pretty much killed all the vamps in the house. Um, and they killed Max and they live happily ever after, sort of, kind of. I mean, not really, because Santa Carla clearly has additional vampires just living their fucking lives in there. Max was the head vampire of this set of boys. He was not the head vampire overall. Of all the boys. No. And boys, B-O-I's boys, because it's everybody lost, um, lost people. Well, 
we move on and grandpa knew the vampires are there first of all grandpa fuck you because you come in here drinking there's blood all over the house and shit you just gonna drink a root beer like ain't shit happened you could have told us it was vampires on day one before niggas even got bit you could have said that you was like wow there's so many vampires on here girl fuck you we could have saved us a whole lot of trouble if you would have gave us a little vampire pack you know he cutting up and trying to mind his business he no. really is. And in movie two, I... Okay, so not only, like you said, we discover it's more than one crew of vampires or nest of vampires. I think there's also, like, they don't say, but there's clearly, like, different types of vampires. Like, well, there's clearly a, a vampire um, line of vampires that are a little bit more aggressive and a bit more feral than the other vampires. Giving um, Blade. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, exactly. That's why they got the Buffy scrunched up face in the front. Like, you know, they're really just trying to give the angel vampire look or like you said, supernatural. Um, But they pull up and Tom Savini's at his house and he sees some young hooligans on his property. (laughs) Not some young young hooligans. And the hooligans is cutting up. Like, they're like, yeah, I'm on the beach. I'm out here under the moon and we're living our lives. Surfing and they're dudes. all dudes. Yeah. And we're cutting up and we're having a good time. And Tom Savini come outside and said, y'all, get the hell off my property. And they're like, this is not your property. The ocean don't belong to you. He said, well, uh, basically, I own this part and all up and down this strip. So this land and this ocean belong to me. And Tom Savini, whose name was not Tom Savini, was actually David Van, whatever his name is, David Van Hunt in the movie. David. And David's yeah. in the movie, and David is telling him, this is my property, and y'all cutting up, and I'm ready for y'all to go. So then he flashes a little fang. Ow. Shows y'all he's a vampire. But guess what? The gag is, they are also vampires, except their vampirism seems to be a little bit more aggressive than yours. Um, and these vampires, like Shane, Kyle, Eric, John, like you kind of start to see these characters first. Shane has like a wet and wavy Lestat mm-hmm. kind of look. It's like a damp, I'm stuck in the rain permanently. blonde moppy kind of you know what is that bob hair situation and um he basically tells eric who plays the um the son from bones um yep yep he plays the son from bones and he's out here doing um you know somebody's work and they're shredding up tom savini and shane is telling him decapitate him and all you see the head fly off into the water and that's how the movie starts like okay so we got a new set of vampires and they are more dangerous, presuming, than the other vampires. Because they say, I don't give a fuck that you a vampire. Vampires, humans, you know, she folk, they folk. Everybody can get it. Pretty much. And what I found interesting, I did not know that Eric was <laughs> the nigga from Bones. I didn't know that. But I did look up that he's a Canadian actor. And he is from, like, like uh, San Lucia. Like, San Lucian. So yeah, the, I saw because I was like... That accent, accent was really a lot. He was laying it on thick, and then I saw and they also did the research. So I guess I can't it's fine, speak. I guess I can't speak. I'm just a black American. I don't have that accent. But I was like, it's very weird that they put it in there. But then I mean, of course, people switch between accents because I, you know, if you've seen Shatas, they do. He does that also. But it was weird for him to be like, we're about to mash it up, and then be like, oh yeah, son. Like I was like, um. This is this is kind of weird here, but the whiters are right white, and they of course that they, they just wanted to add something spicy in there. And well, that I was wasn't like, the only mm, problem I had with then, the with the writing. And then the white dude was like, after he's like mashed it up, dude was like, "This isn't Zimbabwe." I was like, "These are co- places in completely different." A few things. When he's first speaking, Eric is saying, um, I forget what the fuck he's saying. He just goes, he literally, you know, he starts speaking a twa, he's going off, blah, 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 blah. 
And the guy's like basically translating for him. He's like, he said, yeah. and I was like, girl, what is this? Then there's another leans in. Then there's another scene when um what happened? Oh, when Shane's kind of like introducing his vampire clique and talking about like all the horrible things or what makes each quote quote vampire special. Like here's their extra dexter that makes them this like vicious vampire. And they get to Eric and he's like, I won't even go into what he did because if I tell you, you'll be an accessory or an accomplice. I said, bitch, wait a minute. This don't feel right. Why he got to have his backstory and everybody else don't got to have his backstory. This... I know it wasn't no black people in the room. I know his it was dialogue. Not. His dialogue lets us know that there were no black people in the room at all. Because girl, why is he talking like this? And he's still a background character, and he get moshed up anyway because they kill his ass anyway. Anyway, I, I don't understand. I don't like. Anyway. I don't like that. I don't. I don't. Something about that is just. I don't like when people try to aggressively white black characters with dialogue they think it's aggressively black or aggressively like yes I hear the the <laughs> they zoom zoom in on your side but either way they come through Lord have mercy Tom Savini's decapitated here they like suck my dick bitch the dialogue is 2008 as fuck um, Santa Car- they show Santa Carla again. It's crunk, but it's not as crunk as it was in 1987, which, I mean, we can say that for most boardwalks or shit. They were not jumping like that because laws, rules. We had to make some rules after the 80s. Y'all were, y'all were wilding. We had to, we had to put our fucking foot down. Y'all were doing way too fucking much. But this sister and brother moved back to Santa Carla after their parents have died. They're emissaries. I feel like they're related to Sam because um, of the last name. I guess so. They don't really explain that part. They're just like, hey, here's this these siblings in this town and the frogs. Yes. Chris and Nicole have moved mm-hmm. here and they pull up on a Aunt Jillian who's like, oh, y'all so cute. But here's a part. This bitch spins around like Superman, bitch, and comes out with the real estate outfit. Talk about some, oh, I'm out here, y'all. Um, So let's look at these look at the living area, closet space here, 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 here. So let's charge about $6.50 a month for the trap house. Girl, the walls oh are not all the way together. It's dusty in here. It's stinky in here. It's houseless people who clearly have found this spot and are in this, occupying this area in their free time also. And you about to charge me $6.50 for this little ass fucking bungalow, bitch. But also, we're talking about California. So, I mean, the prices mm. kind of make sense, unfortunately. Because we, y'all are saying, we're saying $6.50 for a house bungalow situation now. And this is in what, 2008. That yeah. same bungalow is probably like $1,500. Oh, and it probably yeah. looks exactly the same. They might have a silver fridge because, you know, Needy just said the white fridges are out of style. And bitch, I'm sorry. I'm not paying X amount for a white fridge, bitch. I'm I just refuse. Do it. Not like if I get a white fridge, you're going to pay. I'm paying their below market price. Bitch, you're not about to give me. You're not about to give me this. It's not working. Um, yeah, Chris and Nicole, I'm keeping them lifted because they thought they were going to live there for free. And the auntie was like, well, actually, and <laughs> definitely is charging them. Um, and, you know, Chris and they start roaming around the area trying to, you know, get into the town. You know, we find out a little bit more about Chris's background, that he was a surfer um, because he runs into Shane. 
Um, it was, or Shane magically runs up on him and then makes it, it was such a weird encounter. Like he pops up behind him and then makes it seem like, oh, he's in his way. It was weird. And then you kind of know a little bit about like, you know, um, Chris, uh, having all the sponsorships and then they don't say what happened at this point. Cause they kind of draw out a little bit. It's not a, it's, it's a huge deal, but they make it seem to my, in my opinion, a little bit bigger than what it was. Um, but they kind of, you, at the end of the story or midway through the story, that's when you kind of figure out what the hell is going on. That essentially Chris had gotten to something, you know, some kind of controversy while surfing and he lost all those sponsorships and he no longer can compete at the moment. Like he got kicked off the circuit, all this other shit. Um, and apparently, you know, Shane was trying to bond because that's the same type of shit that he was on. Except, you know, we find out a little bit later that Shane, the character Shane, he vanished. And then came back and was living his whole life. And a couple other surfers had the same shit had happened to them too. So now this, I guess this vampire clique is a clique full of surfers. Cause you know, the other one was just like, you know, cool rocker guys, you know, yeah. the 80s hair banging. I don't know. Metal. 80s hair, mer- hair bands, metal bands. That's what hair metal is what the first movie was giving surfer guys. Second movie. That's what we're getting here. Yeah. And so, um, so and in this one they um shane is like not shane chris is like you know i'm really just not trying to get into that type of shit that shane is on like chris is really trying to change his life and nicole is like you know we gotta get outside you gotta get to this other stuff you know i saw you checking that girl out you know she was a hottie before you know to get to the function but she was like you know you need to go ahead and get out there so and but what, here's the thing: they should have never left. They should have stayed in the cabin and watched the Goonies with their aunt. Because when she came through that door right before they went out, and um, Chris was like, "I don't know Nicole. I'm trying to stay home. I'm trying to mind my business." And the auntie's like, "We need to watch the Goonies." And Nicole is like, "No, actually, we have plans." Chris, you should have stayed home. Chris was like, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm about to watch the Goonies." But well, no, he was gonna stay home. But he was like, "No, actually, not the Goonies." First of all, Auntie Jillian, don't be bringing the Goonies. We are all 29, okay, bitch. We are 30. Can we just like watch a, a real movie together? And can you actually like cook in your house and not come over to this dingy ass apartment that you that you're charging us six fifty for? Girl, fuck you. <laughs> Girl, fuck you. We don't want to hang with you, bitch. But they go to the party and we pull up. Not we, but Nicole, well, at more so Shane, pulls up on Nicole. And we found out, well, I found out that Shane is Kiefer Sutherland's half-brother. Let's start that. Yep, yep. His name is Angus. Is it? Yep. Angus Sutherland. He is Kiefer Sutherland's Why half-brother. am I just realizing this? After writing his name down, after reading their name, after doing all of the things... And now I'm just like, of course, of course, another Sutherland is carrying the torch. He's here. And I guess that was a draw because I didn't know who he was. I mean, I don't, you didn't have to bring back his brother. I would have been interested in a sequel because I like the first movie. I don't really, for me, I don't care who's in it. I know that, you know, people care who's in a movie. That's why people be getting the big name actors because people will go see it. But I, did not realize at any point until the second watch when I looked up the cast and was like, oh, this is his half-brother. Um, well, he's in here and he's trying to be high and he's he's not giving what Kiefer Sutherland gave. Kiefer Sutherland was extra as hell and that kind of made the movie. This one was giving the suave kind of, I'm too cool to act, kind of too cool to really give you a lot of emotion. 
it was very subdued, very uh, CW, very TV, very, this is, this could have, it feels like a CW series a lot. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I definitely got that feel as well. I was not upset. Um, But, you know, especially when they were going to the function and how the camera work was going back and forth, it gave very much TV drama. I was not irritated. I kind of like this was really much my speed, which is why I said I once I saw Tom Savini once again was on the bill. I felt ways about this film, but I was like, whatever, man, just throw it at me because I've seen worse. So I'm like, I, I whatever, man. And that's not saying that this was part of the worst, but I've seen worse. So I'm following the story. The story is kind of cohesive. There are actually more red flags in the story for this one and the next one versus what was going on just period. Like, for example, uh, Chris and Nicole are at this party and, you know, there's a lot of mention, but not directly mentioned on how old Nicole really is. And she's like, I'm old enough. I could do whatever. And keep, Chris is like, I need to, you need to leave the party. Like, I, I'm getting a bad feeling about this. I'm not really feeling the type of shit that Shane is on. You know, I'm getting bad vibes, bro. Like, I'm not really, you know, my intuition is telling me we have to go. And Nicole is showing her whole booty hole. Talking some, you're not my dad, da, 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 da. I, I'm really concerned because she eventually succumbs and links up with Shane and you can, you know, they've had sex, they've done a couple things and, you know, we fat, I'm jumping forward, but at the end of the movie, when the auntie pulled up on him, it was like, you know, I'm really concerned with what the fuck y'all got going on because this is a young girl. Like, what's she like? This She was like, oh, well, she's not really 18. Okay. So she's 17. And I'm like, ah, these are adults, bro. What's happening? Was she 17? See, that's part that I didn't really catch her age. I thought they're moving together. Their parents are gone. The brother is clearly, he had all his surface stuff. I feel like he was in the early 20s as they seen it. And she was probably 18, 19, maybe 20. I I thought he was old enough to drink. But clearly, that's not the fucking case. And Shane pulls up on her off rip because Shane is like making her drink the blood. They fucking and shit. Shane is doing all of this to Chris to pull up on his sister. You could be one of us. It gives the villain... Uh, story whereas I saw something in you trope I you could have been like one of us girl fuck you you went up to Ew. me without my consent and tried to make me a motherfucking vampire bitch and I didn't I didn't consent to none of that all the coercion um just really made me uneasy um just trigger warning for that for those who have not seen it like there could be some triggering things when you're watching these interactions yeah. between Nicole and um Shane like, she's not really, like, you know, she, you could tell, like, she's not really into it, but she's just doing it just to go with it. So this one guy that she really likes thinks she's cute and cool and stuff. And he's like, <sighs> when he does that magic trick, and you can see where he starts laying the layers for that manipulation piece, right? Mm-hmm. When he's like, you know, she's like, I think, I wish. And he's, like, trying to give her more, like, affir- affirming I have air quotes of statements because they're, they're disguised as affirmations, but they're not the way he's like wielding this kind of conversation and he's like getting her to like, you know, it's just, it made me uncomfortable. And I was like, Oh, okay. 
all right, so he's going to, you know, do this thing and get her to, you know, feel like, oh, the really hot guy that I've been, like, lusting after is, like, finally paying me some attention. Oh, he gives me this flask. I'm going to drink what's in this flask. And I'm concerned for her. Thank God there was no sexual assault when she's like, oh, the drink is going to my head. And he, like, suggests to go for her to go outside. Like, he already know, bitch, you took the vampire juice. So he's just like, mm-hmm. whatever. He's still gross. Okay, Girl. because she's taking you the shit without, her. He did. With vampire juice. And she's like, yeah, it's going in my head. I'm going outside. And I'm like, send help. Just like y'all roofie for motherfucking uh, Michael in the first movie. You cannot tell people what shit is. You need to tell people what you are giving them. You cannot sneak things to people. I don't give a fuck if it's a fucking pepper. You want to sneak spicy food on people and get their reaction. Let me tell you something. You're a fucking weirdo. Okay, bitch. You're a weirdo. Don't play about people's food and what you give them. You don't know people are allergic to, what their body can handle. Don't give them spicy foods or give them out more alcohol than you supposed. That's fucking weird. You're fucking weird. Okay? Stop forcing people to take shit against their will. You're a weirdo. Get them out of here. And it's, out of here. Mm, mm, get them up out of here. Um, so that's what happens. Like, and you see that not just in this situation, but you also see how how like manipulative and gross um and you know a bunch of villains that shane and his friends or his pack of vampires like kyle eric john and them are and then you he has like a other like lady companion vamp that um by the way like she's like doing this she girl put a pig in that one but you see how manipulative and gross they are when they interact with other um women or femme characters in this movie like there's a lot of you know luring uh, people out to like blank areas ooh we're linking up next to the you know for a bonfire there's like you know oh drink this juice girl and now we slaughter you all like i know that's a vampire story to a certain degree but it was just like okay this is not cute and the girl lisa girl you look too good to be messing around with these people and be caught up in their shenanigans baby like i hope the money as well because you know as um what's her name nicole is parlaying around and linking around with shane um, Lisa has taken a liking to Chris and, you know, she got this like little red bathing suit on and this sexy like sheer situation. Yes, and uh, it was our girl exhilaration boo. Give it to us. Full power. It, 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 it definitely was. I'm sorry. It looked <laughs> cheap. Swimsuit cover up. And she looked beautiful. She's a very pretty girl. Very pretty. But that outfit was, mm, I mean, but budget, you know, we doing what we can. But again, I knew shit was wrong because I I feel like in a lot of these movies, especially early aughts and even eighties, like the men be thinking with their penis, like straight up, you 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 don't know her. She's calling you into this room now. She just in the shower. That that don't seem weird to you. This woman you just met, first name is in the shower waiting for you to join her. You're either getting robbed, okay? You're about to get kidnapped. That just to me that just sounds very ding 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 ding. Why are we doing this? You don't know her. She is, you meet her in a room. She already in the shower naked, bruh. Something about this, something about this, you might want to step back and ask some questions. Meanwhile, they in the shower with, she in the shower with him. They kissing and shit or doing whatever. And then you have, 
Nicole taking a drink on the other side, you also have these vampires, aka plant no hashtag play too much. How you gonna cut my entrails out and I'm running around the party with my entrails out and y'all trying to film me and record me and laugh at me and the bitches are screaming, you scaring the bitches. Okay, we supposed to be having a good time and I got to hold my stomach and shit. Because, I mean, of course, I'm a vampire. I'm a heel. But don't be trying to play no pranks on me. We talked about this last fucking week with April Fool's Day. Don't pray no pranks on me. We don't like that shit. I don't care vampire, werewolf, none of that shit. Don't pray no pranks on me, bitch. I'm going to beat your ass. Now I got to hold my guts in in the fucking party till my guts come back together. Bitch, this I'm is crying. ugly. I'm embarrassed. Also, he was embarrassed too because he was like, I can't fuck now because my guts is hanging out because the girl knows that, you know, I'm basically undead because my whole entrails is hanging out and I'm just talking and she knows the jig is up. So now I definitely got to kill this bitch. Like, uh, I just, it was all around a gross scene. It was, yeah. and I, they were meant to be gross characters. So they were. They probably thought they were being cool because dude bro was cool. But now we're mm. looking back like, mm. That's stinky. It's giving. It was very... gross then. It was mm. gross. There's underage activity. Um, there's like Lisa. She comes when she comes to the shack. Pulls up on his spot to throw with the same swimsuit on. How you know where I stay, bitch? He has no questions. And back to you talking about, oh, you about to get robbed, all this other shit. I, the first thing I said in my notes and in my partner, we were watching, I was like, you know, maybe. Men be getting robbed every day because she throwing that cootie at you. And the first thing you do is like, let me get my dick wet. Instead of thinking, is she about to set me up? Because this seems like a setup to me. To me too. You know what, y'all? Mm. Turn your locations on. Menfolk, um, masculine friends, share your location with at least two friends that you are not fucking. So if something happens to you, people can find you or knew where you was last. Especially yeah. if you're thinking with... um the head that's not cerebral okay yeah okay because yeah. it's dangerous it's dangerous out here what the hell is you doing that's a stranger i'm here for people getting you know getting it in i'm here for that but i am not here for you getting murdered oh no the way to getting it in like you don't have to get murdered to get get no coochie or to get no dick like you don't or whatever you're trying to get pussy whatever you're trying to get you don't have to get murdered mouth whatever we can vet people get their numbers locations you know any of their friends like we need them the vetting process is not because we're prudes the vetting process is because we don't want you to die safety first safety first and that was the thing well yeah it ain't safe it ain't safe and they were not practicing those safety skills in this movie. Um, and, you know, essentially, I like how Chris was trying to really develop this re- relationship with Edward. Because he pulls up on him when he won. Because he got directed to him because he was trying to get a job. Um, mm-hmm. Two paired with one. When he finds out what he do, he's like, come on, Eddie. And he's like, I'm not Eddie. I'm Edgar. So, you know, of course, he's upset. Because, like we said, his um, his sibling is now a vampire. Um, his friend is gone. So he's like, you know, I'm really just trying to, or his friend at this point, at the end of this movie, his friend is gone. So it's a lot of like stuff that Edgar, the character, Edgar Frog is going through. He's had a lot of transitions Mm -hmm. in his life, um, dealing with a lot of characters or people who were close to him. Um, so Chris is pairing with Edgar. Edgar's like, listen, you know, in order for you to get your sister back, we're going to have to get the head vampire out of there. We got to find out where the nest is. And he repeats the same thing in every movie. Like, vampires live in dark, dank places. 
with like rats and stank as booty holes as trash. And they all lived up there. And Chris is like, you know, yeah, he lives in this house. He's like, vampires would never be caught in a house like this. And I realized immediately they're all staying in um, David's old home. After they killed Tom Savini, they moved in to use his home as a front when they were really partying and part laying down. And um, it, what is that? And it's, yep. In the cut. Because remember, they were all up on the ground. Yep. And they were at the beach. Y'all can't see Jen's face. She's like, what? Mm-hmm. They what, used that house. Bitch? That's what was going on. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that was smart. Because they were saying that's not their real house. Their real house is wherever the nest is. Um, and when they find out where the nest is, you know, Nicole's there. <sighs> Nicole's there with Shane. Just, it's, okay. The other vamps are there. They're upset. Well, one of them upset. What's his name? John. John's blown because we find out that, you know, the real reason why Chris can't surf and he got kicked off the circuit is because um, Chris basically busted up John's kneecap, whether it was on purpose or not. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, But essentially, John was very badly injured and then he became a vampire and he's like, now I'm strong. I don't have none of these issues no more. I can do what I want. Now I do what I want. Damn, he's canceled. Okay. So, you know, he, he could do what he want. Um, so Chris, Edgar is like, Chris, in order for you to um, defeat the vampires, you got to beat a vampire. You got to go straight to the edge. First of all, this really dramatical voice that Corey Feldman keeps having in all these movies. Like, it's so gruffy. Acting. Look, listen, guys. I'm like, we got to get into it. I'm like, okay. Whatever. Um, But he tells Chris that you have to basically go all the way to the edge and not jump off the edge. Like, you have to hang on to the edge. You have to tap into your inner fire sign and you have to go all the way to the edge. Just don't go over the edge. Um, And that's what Chris does. Like, you know, he gets parlaying with him. He takes Edgar's advice. He's like, you know, I'm at the parties. I'm functioning with y'all. Y'all telling me to jump. I'm saying how high, like what you need me to do. Um, then he in the car, like everybody drinks some juice. Everybody sipping from the bottle of the canteen. And I'm like, girl, this is a bad scene, baby. Y'all got to get out of here. Um, sipping juice. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's really what was happening. Going to take me right. They were, ooh, ooh, ooh. That's what they were. And then you saw him sipping right. to that... Um, that can't step into the bad side today. No, not need to watch <laughs> Dream Girls. It's always a Dream Girls reference, and y'all, I hate musicals, but I've seen Dream Girls so many times between Cat and Caitlyn and all of them that I can pull the quotes out. Um, step back! I'm over here singing my heart away. Bruh, um, I imagine Cadillacs going by. So Chris steps into the bad side and, um, but he doesn't go all the way through y'all. He makes it back, not unscathed, but he makes it back because, um, they finally defeat all the vampers. He defeats everybody because they try to jump him, but he tries, he stakes a couple of them, you know, the vampires all go out differently. They never all go out the same. Some people like, yes, balloons. Yes. Garlic water balloon. That was Definitely, fun. It's always the fucking, because uh, Lisa, her ass got, not the steak, but the way Kiefer Sutherland died in the first movie with the little bones. Like, it, it's plenty of deaths. It's plenty of deaths. It's a good time. The vampire, what I will say is the vampire deaths in um, the Lost Boy movies tend to be a bit creative because, you know, a lot of times, like, a Billy, they just incinerate, you know, and, you know, in other movies, they just turn to bone or they just die and they become their, you know, original self. 
Uh, this one, no, they be they be blowing the fuck up. They be kind of blowing up low key, high key. It's a lot, and it looks good. It doesn't look bad. Think of the time. It does not look horrible. Like the blood splatters. They, it's timely. The make the, it looks good. Like that's really all I got to say. And I can say that for this movie, and I can say that for the next movie. The this the little CGI that they use is not off putting, and it's literally just a pinch. It's it's more um, practical effects, and I mean because there is some CGI, like especially in the next movie, there's CGI, but. I was not thrown off by it. Like, I wasn't like, oh, okay, like, this should look crazy. No, it fucking made sense. Um, So, yeah. And in this movie, you know, like I said, they get them up out of here. They get free. Um, Chris and Nicole escape things, not unscathed, but it's a blood-splattered mess. They're covered in blood. They make it home. They open up a fruit bruise. Uh, Nicole's still underage. Let me tell you something. Now, to be fair, yes, she underage for drinking. But if I was a vampire and was living a vampire life for three weeks and then dealt with a vampire, because she definitely killed um, Shane, like helped kill Shane, because Shane was doing too much. Her brother was losing and they just jumped his ass. She stabbed him. So it's like, all right, you know, and then he beheads him. So they come home. That's why they all covered in blood. Aunt Julian's like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about the guys, friend. I don't know what you guys are in here doing. Yeah, that friend who was dating her and she almost killed him. And then he came back, was like, you going to call me seal girl? I'm like, listen, the dude trying to talk to you still after you was a vampire and not, you might need to consider it. I don't know. He definitely had an emo band. He looked like he was in, um, um, mm, he looked like a lost member. Oh, okay. I was going to say Panic at the Disco or, you know, anxiety at the dance hall. I don't really know. He definitely worked at Hot Topic or at someone's (laughs) local Barnes and Noble. Everyone worked at PacSun. Everyone was dressed from PacSun. Oh, yeah. Everyone had those, and I had some jeans from PacSun back in the day. But, I mean, you know, them jeans actually fit, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. This is the, true. The girl that played Autumn, I mean, played Nicole, her name is Autumn Reeser, and she was on the OC. So, you know, I've this is right up that. Wow. Any, I don't know. I'm what not gonna that force you to means. watch the OC. I'm not gonna do I it. I would never. Like the horror stuff, cat. fine. Like, vamp- you know, not vampires, but, um, you know, all those vampire shows, True Blood, the originals, Vampire Diaries, eventually we're going to cover those. That is going to be a pain in the ass for me because I'm Whoa. not the biggest vampire fan. Are you um, telling everybody that we're covering the Vampire Diaries? Because uh, I'm excited. We've already said that. We've said Okay, because it. I'm reliving it. Oh my god! I Kathleen's cried. Kathleen's like, "Yes, I can't wait." I like, cried. Okay, Vampire Diaries was ending as we transitioned into the originals, and I know this is on topic, but off topic. I was crying like a little baby because I could not. I've seen three episodes of the originals. I've seen none of Vampire Diaries and none of um, the other vampire shows. True Blood have not seen. We are going to cover eventually. You know, we are, we do cover, you know, look into series and things of that nature. Uh, we've covered a few so far. Um, not a lot of vampire series. So I can't wait till we get into that. Get into something next month. I'm not going to tell y'all about it. If you're on the Patreon, you'll find out about it early. But that's fine. Let's hop into this third fucking movie because Jesus. 
Oh, this was a choice. Um, so this film, The Lost Boys 3, um, The Thirst, a 2010 film. It's an hour and 21 minutes long. Um, I think this movie got a higher IMDb rating than the other one. We didn't really go through ratings for this one. The first one was like a seven or something. This one was like, well, the second one was a five, 4.5 out of 10 for IMDb. And then the third one was a five out of 10 for IMDb. Wow. Um, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Because it's definitely, for me, it's like 7.5 for the first one, 5.5, 5, 5.5 for the second. It's okay. It's all right to watch. I think it's worth to watch. It was not that bad. It was all right. I had some chuckles. I enjoyed myself, especially because when I watched the first one, the third one was the least entertaining for me, but it it was probably like a five flat or a 4.5. It wasn't still wasn't the worst movie I've seen. It was all right. Yeah, I I also thought this wasn't terrible, but you know, or the previous one, but here we are. Um, And like you said before, that this movie basically follows Edgar at this point. Like we open in with him, um, you know, it's a dreamlike state. Um, And then when he wakes up, he um, finds out shortly afterwards that he's essentially being evicted or the bank's taking his shit back. They're foreclosing his shit because he's behind on his payments. You know, being a vampire hunter is only going to bring you so much money. And then when you're in a shaky town and I don't know if everybody's surfing because the last, you know, vampire crew was surfers and everybody's missing every day. So how is how's it going? How is Yeah. Also, (laughs) also, when it comes to that, like. How does payment work? Like, I know we watch John Carpenter's Vampires. We do have an episode on that. If y'all go back to the back back sometime in 2020, um, I feel like October-ish or November-ish 2020, we had an episode about vampires by John Carpenter where they were, like, the people were paying them. Like, the, 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 the police was giving them money. They was getting liquor. They was getting bitches. They was getting... Edgar not getting none of that, all right? They, the boardwalk people mm. not giving him no hot dogs. He ain't getting no comic books, bitch. They not helping him with nothing. And I'm like, this little ass plot of land, this little... Y'all ain't about to do nothing with this. Y'all might as well just let him have it and, and link up a few extra vampire hunters in here because you're, the sign of Carla clearly needs it. No, girl, condos. Condos is the way. They did not say condos, but I'm pretty sure that's what the fuck they coming to take his little land for. Condos. They will Trader find Joe's. a way... A oh, Trader Joe's. They're going to make oh, sure that there is a vertical grocery store for that little tiny, tiny plot of land. Um, and poor Edgar, he's like trying to say sell his comic books. The comic book store person is be- the shop owner is being really greedy when it comes to like buyback and he's upping up the price. Um, you see that he's got some assistance from um a new person named Zoe and she's like, you know, helping crack the case. And, um, Edgar eventually links back up with his brother, Alan and Alan's still a vampire. He's living underground, but you know, they kind of like, you know, kind of patch things up to get their common goal, which is get the vampires up out of here and not necessarily kill them all, but kill them all, but trying to take out whoever the head ancient OG vampire. That's what this movie is about. Trying to figure out who is the head vampire in charge um, the HVIC so they can take that motherfucker out so everybody can either die or become shipped back into what they used to work, used to be. Um, and then, um, there's a lady named Gwen who comes and is like, Hey, you know, sexy boys. And she's supposed to be like the siren and she's a model, but also trying to get them to blend in. And she's trying to get them to, um, you know, be able to crack the case and figure out and help her find like this young, what the little boy, what the little boy name is? Her bro- or the young is there man? a brother? That's what she says. 
And, but bitch, okay. So when they actually find out what's really going on with him, because, you know, they tag team up with this guy named Lars and she hires him to get on the case. She's writing books. Yes, and he's like a... Twilight books, because everybody's like, I hate her books, they're stupid. I'm like, I didn't read the Twilight books, I didn't watch movies like that, but also... They're not that fucking bad, guys, outside of the Edward thing dating this young bitch. That's weird. I, there, are, there are a few things. Um, and as this is from someone who has read all the books multiple times and who was a fan at one point, um, I'm going to save that conversation for that. There's a few things. And it's uh, related around the author. It's always the authors that are making choices personally and on the pages. Um, so, yeah. Yep, always. So. Um, yeah, they link up with um, Lars and Lars pulls up to be Edgar's support um, thanks to Gwen and Zoe's still there trying to support and they get into the vampire lair and shit goes left. Like Lars is cameraman and stress. They actually find the brother and Lars is like, nah, man, we already f- we found him too soon. We got to circle back. And the cameraman's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the dude's side, I was like, what are you talking about? Basically, they on some reality TV show shit. So I found you 15 minutes into us starting this. And actually, I want to draw it out to get some likes and some views. So I'm going to come back and get it your ass later. And then because of that, they never really come back until later, later, for real. Because Lars gets his heart punched out um, because of he's going to engage in fisticuffs with him fucking vampire you thought that was gonna work like they're overpowered bro they're overpowered you're about to get your fucking ass beat like you're not you're not winning you're not winning my guy no but he did get a medal for best runner-up choice because the vampire was also like you know what i ain't had been waiting 300 years to have the best medal in my life so he also was like okay a worthy opponent opponent and when i started it i was like okay he's geek. this is giving vlad the impeller one punch man. it is this is giving oh i got a real fight bitch cannot wait takes off armor bitch i'm dead and he punched his fucking heart out. And I thought that was really goddamn aggressive. Um, and then the cameraman takes out the vampire and he's stressed because he's like, well, fuck now. I've, we really got to get out of here. And they're down a couple people. Like you see vampires doing all kinds of shit. There's one vampire aggressively sucking the blood out of one lady's neck. She ain't got no chest, no shirt on, titties just out. And then you got a couple other vampire people that got lured in to be snacks for the vampires. Because the thing is, they're all trying to put like different raves around the world. Each movie, the vampires do this one thing to try to lure in the humans to either feed on them or to turn them to vampires. So this particular one, they're um, doing raves and they're inviting everyone to the raves and they're handing out this new drug like Jazz mentioned. But it's not a drug and it's called thirst, but it's actually like little samples of vampire blood. So they're handing this out to people and they're doing this so they can become vampires. So Gwen is trying to find her brother that she feels like has been taken by the vampires. And once we pull up and find out, bitch, that's not her brother because she's kissing this nigga in the mouth. And before they even explain that, we're all like, um, send help. Edgar's like, whoa, this is weird. And it, <laughs> I was like, everything is weird. Why do these movies have to be so weird? Like, why are y'all, what is the relation between y'all? Because y'all really could have just had this, because it gave Frost. Like, y'all think y'all not being Blade, but you are being Blade. Frost is throwing these fucking, when you go back to Blade, he's throwing these fucking parties and they having blood You're baths right. and the vampires just eating the people who come through. You're having the parties you're throwing the vials out everybody not even getting the vials so when the niggas start turning they're going to start eating the people who did not 
take the vowels because clearly the serving size, I'm assuming one or, you know, a few vampires can feast off of a whole human. I'm assuming one person is not eating an entire fucking human off rip. I mean, that could be it. I'm not a vampire. I don't know what their serving size is. And I don't know how much blood's in a human body, actually, honestly, truly. But I used to know at one point, because, you, you know, I'm always full of random facts. I might look it up toys. in a second. Here you go. But... <laughs> it's, it's not a, it's it's less than what you think that's the scariest way to put it it's less than what you think that's what i'm thinking i'm like oh one one to two 1.5 gallons girl y'all can four five vampires can drink up that 1.5 gallon very yeah very, then be full that's going to be their feed so they might leave you know about 20 percent of the vampire 20 percent of the people unscathed so they can get fed on and the rest of them are hunting out that's why we talk about that bitch with her titties out i wonder if she's a vampire or not because hello i mean i first of all i hope i hope that they changed her instead of just fed her and left her like topless on the ground like that because i would love to see her ethereal vampire look unfortunately they definitely uh did her the way that they did which was gross um so I would love to see growth from that person, but I'm assuming she must have like been dead, dead for real. Cause we ain't never see her again. Like she never came back as a background day player or nothing. So yeah, girl, Gwen and her brother is actually a thing uh, and not an incestuous thing, but her brother, the guy, he, I forget his name, but he's actually the head vampire. Like, he's old as fuck. He's like 10,000 or 1,000 BC. He's back in the backpack and he's been, you know, just turning everybody into vampires. And I will say that this vampire versus the other ones, once again, we see the evolution with the vampire. They have more multiple pointy teeth in the front, kind of like a shark-like bite mm-hmm. in the front, more curved, like, you know, teeth. Um and uh they're more feral um you know and what we find out is he was actually they thought that he was being drained um to to be of use for others but they actually were like slowing his shit down they were putting garlic water in his body um because i was always thought it was interesting like if he's being drained why weren't the baggies red and why were they just like this dirty like you know clear piss color um Mm -hmm. It was just weird. It was like moldy water. It was not, it was not a good look, but it was basically to slow him down. Um, and when he was doing that, um, everybody's sick because they like, oh shit, bitch. Now what I did like was this kill because of course, Alan, we didn't mention this, but Alan comes in and he brings a whole slew of weapons. So he upgrades everyone's, um, art, what is that? Art arsenal. Yeah. He upgrades everybody's weapon um, choices and Edgar has like this grenade launcher. And instead of it launching out like bullets and shit like that, it's launching out like thick capsules of holy water. Um, and so, you know, you see how this goes into play in different fight stuff and you're thinking it's going to come into play in the end, but you know, what really saves the day, just a simple splash of water, people's faces. And because Edgar is an ordained minister and we find this out in movie two, he do a quick prayer right on the (laughs) the water, the water starts sizzling that nigga face off shit melt right on off. Boom. Head explodes. And it looks good. 
And they look good. It's so funny because in the second movie, they t- I remember the conversation. He was like, you're a minister? He was like, yeah, I just want to know online. I fill lots of papers. They said, well, I click this button. I'm going to order. I'm like, he didn't have to pay no money. And I'm like, I feel like you can get ordained online. You do have to pay money. There's a fee. You have to be some kind of thing. But I mean, it's really easy to just become an ordained person. Like you just have to know certain things. Kind of like just taking a t- kind of pay your fees, take a test. And you're a minister now. And I mean, I feel like that might be important just for the zombie and or vampire apocalypse that one of us gets ordained enough to make water so we can just put them in the um, water guns in case we got to defend yeah. ourselves like it's from dust till dawn or the lost voice because one of us got to invest in this. I feel like, you know, one of us needs to invest in, you know, holy water sacrament kind of <laughs> you know, for demons and vampires, but then other of us have to um, invest in like physical, you know, training for the zombies who run full speed. Um, and maybe survival skills. Yeah, survival outside. Like one of us got to know how to pitch a tent because bitch, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't pitch a tent without no help. I'm going to let you know. I can kind of do it. I can kind of okay. do some things. You know, I have random skills in my pocket. Um and you know, I things can come clutch when you need them, and when you're in a uh, pinch, and that's what happened to Edgar. Uh, blew this motherfucker head up. Like I said, once again, it looked good. The SFX looked good. The practical effects looked good. You could tell there was a little bit of computeration, you know, yeah. digitation, but it wasn't. But it's 2010, bro. It's 12 years ago, dog. Like in comparison to some movies I've seen from the same time, or even after, I've seen worse CG. I've seen worse yeah. CG. And movies that came after the fact with bigger budgets. So, of course, it's not the best movie. It's not. The first one is the best movie to me. But I also have a ton of nostalgia attached to it. Like, I rated this. I went on Letterboxd. I rated this a 4.5 out of 5. I sure did. Because I loved The Lost Boys because I was a child who was singing that fucking theme song, bitch. And I was thinking, like, oh, I'm going to fill water guns with fucking holy water and kill vampires. That was in my brain as a child. I thought that that was how we kill vampires, especially mm. when you watch from dusk till dawn and then they gave me further vindication that that's how we kill them. Oh yeah, you know you writing, you was ordering something, girl. Between you, these comic books, all these things, you know, all y'all doing the same kind of research on how to take out vampires. And what cracks me up is the one quotable that really stuck for me for this movie is they talk about vampirism being essentially a pyramid scheme. Um, because not Alan's a pyramid Ed- scheme. He does like Alan's talking to not Edgar like and vector he- knives, bitch. Yes, <laughs> you got the cocoa like- knives. You go to one, he's like, first it's going to be this vampire. And how do you know he's not the head vampire? And then there's always another vampire. And it's a pyramid scheme. There's always more people. And I'm like, you know what? I see the vision. I see where this is going. Um, way to go. I like I like the wordplay there. The usage was great. Thank you for creating that image in my brain. And now we're all at Vector Knife meetings, as Jasmine said. We're in hell. <laughs> Trying to become we thought this was a Yes, we thought that this was a regular job fair. Got and it's actually <laughs> You got the Forex <laughs> vampire me in. And I know that people can make money off of Forex, but when it's placed in the system where they do the vampire with a scheme of I have this and you can sell and come under me. That's where we get into the, hey, this is not what this was initially intended for, for you to just kind of trade and sell. This is now, I'm trying to get on top of convincing other people that they should be beneath me and try to get to where I'm at. And (laughs) I don't think you need that as a vampire. You already are on top of the food. You eat niggas. Like, I I don't think you need the extra thing. You eat people. 
Okay, I want them to take it back to Blade where they was eating people and doing shit on the black market because they could just kill people easily and take what they have and sell it. It's very simple. But you know, hey, everybody not using vampirism the same way. That's what makes it interesting. And there we go. Sarate. We love to see it. Um, And that was basically how this movie ended, y'all. Like, they, you know, got the vampires up out of here. They all died. Everyone turned back into humans. There was a lovely scene um, we celebrated Corey Haim. You know, the Corey link up reunion was very sad. It was very touching. I love how they gave him his moment. Um, mm-hmm. And that, you know, basically is roughly how this franchise is concluded. Um, you know, I'm assuming vampires are not done all together because, you know, we already know that vampirism is like a pyramid scheme. But this Clearly. line or lineage is done for the not for the foreseeable future. Um Yes, the Thou Shall Not Kill song comes in, the beat drops. You get about four or five motherfucking remixes. I'm tired. Bruh, it's 18 people singing the different songs. I'm like, that song, Cry That Cry Little Sister, I, I don't know if it's called Cry Little Sister, but because I did look it up and I'm like, oh, I'm about to download this bitch on Apple Music because bitch, I definitely have Apple Music. There are certain songs from horror movies that I love so much. They are on a Halloween playlist. And Marco Essis, if y'all have not heard of him, pull up on Mark. Okay, because he made like a Halloween horror playlist and it had like, you know, the Prince of Darkness soundtrack, which is actually really good. I like the soundtrack better than the movie. I know that people are like, oh, bitch. And I'm like, listen, I watched that movie. They were spitting St. Andrews in people's mouth and shit. I wasn't a fan of that. Okay, also had them 90s hairstyles that were really fucking bad. And I wasn't a fan of that either, girl. Person of Darkness, I've tried it two times. And I like it, but I don't like it the way that people go up for it. It's worth a watch. Have you looking around like, did I see Person of Darkness? No, girl, I'm looking around because I'm walking with you. But also, you know, somebody's walking with us physically in this building. And all I hear is feet. So I'm just looking around. Oh, no, they have ass concrete shoes. Damn. That's exactly what's happening. I'm like, oh, "Oh, okay. No, you shaking the table, girl. And the girls is sick. They're gagging. Mm. They're gagging. Because Prince of Darkness, she's fine. She's cool. I'll I'll consider her again. Um, I'll consider her again. But she's not my fave. I love that soundtrack, though. That soundtrack is Halloween soundtrack hits. Um, Return of Living Dead tonight hits. So I'm like, the the shot I kept cry little sister that's going on that same play. I'm putting that shit on the playlist because yep, it's gonna be Halloween time. Cat will be at my house and we will be taking shots and she will mind her business. And all you go hear is thou shall not kill. And my gonna, face is gonna get so fucking straight. She's gonna leave my house. You already know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to look up at you and I'm going to grab my purse and walk right towards the door. (laughs) Or I'm going to excuse myself. I really will for the duration of the song. (laughs) That's funny as hell. Um, I love that song. I know it's probably tormenting people. It's not the best song ever. ever. And it can get, especially if you're watching all three movies back to back, because it's included in every single They make sure you know this song coming back. Bitch, it's a chunk of the budget, bitch. I was like, some of them, I was like, no, y'all use too much of your budget on this fucking song because, bitch, I was not checking for this song. I'm checking for the vampires. Y'all need to put the money into that. And not How this many verses song. of the song are we going to get? Whoever going to sing it, however many times motherfucker will cover it. It's a cover band. Yes, we can get a cover band to cover. Thou shit. 
I Every saw like time. a choir came out at one point. It was a lot of uh, harmonies. It was a lot of vocals. I was like, and then it got rock and roll. I was like, oh, y'all trying to give it the early eyes. Fucking rock and roll, bitch. Y'all trying to do too much. Mm-mm. There was some choices made. Some choices Not y'all made. Not trying to get the Deftones but... to sing this song, bitch. I'm tired of y'all. Bye. Cause you're, no, we got to stop you right there. <laughs> you're going to jail. Um, I you know. It did not sound like the Deftones. Um, uh-uh. Just wanted to uh, clear that up. I just named the first kind of early off band that came to mind. Just wanted y'all to know. Um, I'm crying at the disclaimer. I need to know because it's like, bitch, they don't even say. Now the Deftone fans are like, bitch, how dare you? Bitch, first of all, I'm a fan. Let's start here. Okay. And if the Deftones cover this song, I'm going to (laughs) listen. And there you have it. And And there you have it when it comes to series. This is a series that um, if it's on in the background, I probably won't change the channel, but I'm not going to be pressed to put it on. Overall. I feel like, you know, everyone should see these movies maybe at least once just to see what the girls is talking about, just to get it on the dialogue. You know, let's have a discussion. Um, But I definitely understand how, because a lot of people really go up, at least for the first movie. And I love, and I know a lot of, there you go. And I know a lot of it is nostalgia. Like I said, this beautiful gowns, truly. Beautiful gowns. It's truly nostalgia because I watched this as a four-year-old. I was a very small child and that's what like the song hits with me. The outfits, the smoke, the flying over the clouds, the ripping the doors off the hinges, the fucking metal hair, like the earrings, the, you know, the worms, the maggots, the everything about the Lost Boys, the OGJ for me hits because I watched it through it's a part of my childhood just like Halloween Friday the 13th you know certain horror movies even if I can admit later that they're not the best and they have their problems and the Lost Boys especially them sequels have their problems but the Lost Boys if people be like if somebody if one of y'all DM me be like hey you trying to do a Lost Boys watch party I'm like bet when especially if it's streaming let it stream somewhere it's streaming also you try yes I'm I'm opening a room right now. Thou shall not kill. I'm opening a room right the fuck now, bitch. That's gonna be the name of the room, and and the um sub lines gonna be be in parentheses. We having a Lost Boys uh marathon because (laughs) they're like what they gonna think it's church. The room might be um you're eating worms. You're eating worms. Hopefully someone gets it. You know what? All the diehard fans are going to get it. And that's going to be your audience. That's and that's exciting. For. That's who it's for. Because I know that film has problems. But it's it's kind of hot. I don't know what it is about the film. And I'm not attracted it's the tights. to the men. It's the jeggings. It is the jeggings. I think they're hot. Not in a way where I would you know, be trying to holler at them. But they still look good. It's the I one hoop earring. It's the future status. The I one feel hoop, like the dangly would, earring. Yeah, I feel like these motherfuckers are in vogue did y'all were y'all in vogue were y'all in harper's bazaar where, where were y'all because i feel like somebody pulled y'all off the page with the way y'all look Street and i fashion. love it i love it we're here it for just, it it's a good time i want to go to santa carla one time to the beach one day but also i'm afraid that either vampires or doppelgangers are going to beat my ass so i don't oh, really yeah. know if one or the other go. but it's a good time so guys let us know how you feel about any and all of the of the Lost Boy films. Did you just find out today that there were sequels? Because we found out late that there were sequels. Like, I was a decade late to the sequel party, okay? So, let us know how you feel about them. You know, you can pull up on us at 
Girl That's Scary on Instagram and Twitter or grltspod at gmail.com. We have a website, www.girlthatscary.com. You can also pull up to our Patreon. So if you're trying to hear this, um, you know, if you're listening to this on a regular episode, regular, you know, wherever you're listening on Apple, Spotify, wherever else, this episode came out early to our patrons, okay? So these episodes used to come out a day beforehand. We have Ooh. bonus episode, mm-hmm, okay. bonus, bonus reviews, bonus every. There's so many bonus things and free things on mm-hmm. Patreon at www.forward slash Patreon. Dorf Noel, www.forward slash, <laughs> no, www.patreon.com forward slash girl that's scary. You got girl, this. Girl, the, the address was beating my ass. I was like, Lord, I just, okay. That's why I don't got to type shit in. I have, I bookmarks. I bookmark shit. So I don't have to type these websites in because bitch typos. Um, but yeah, if you download the app or anything like that, you can pull up when we have things that are free. Or if you join a tier, you can get cool stuff like $2 tier. You get all kinds of free stuff, whatever. Pull up on the tier, $3 tier. You pull up to the Discord, $5 tier. Okay, homegirl hotline. I see y'all. Early episodes. Per. Per. If you go to $10 tier, that's where you get all the bonus episodes. Because we have about four episodes a month. And then usually, sometimes we'll have a fifth bonus episode, depending on how many Thursdays that comes on Patreon. But we also have two bonus episodes on top of that. So if you get a $10 tier, you get six to seven episodes a month. We working, bitch. Get into it. Hard as fuck. Get into it. But thank y'all, all all the Patreon. Yeah. We're grinding, but we're also going to bed because, bitch, I'm going to go to bed. Because ain't no no days off, ho. I got to go to sleep. Fuck that. We need a day off. We need vacation. We don't um, advertise Black women deserve rest. People deserve rest, but. Black black women women especially deserve deserve rest. rest Um, Shout out to our Patreon supporters. Shout out to you for listening. Shout out to all the lovely, kind feedback we receive on all the platforms. Shout out to all the folks that leave us the five stars for the five star chicks because we appreciate you. Um, shout out to y'all who just take time to even listen. Shout out to you right now for listening. Shout out to you Thanks. for being alive and breathing. Um, I'm catching you dancing. To- I am dancing. Yep, she's getting loose. Um, and also, like I said, shout out to the people on who leave all the lovely comments on like the Apple things. We really would see those and we were like, oh, that's so nice. Oh, that's so, so sweet. Y'all are just so uh-huh. nice. We appreciate yeah. Thank you. I want to thank you. I'm thinking of the Shantae you thank you like track. That. Remember that? The Shantae yes. thank you track. Mm, that was a lot. Two things um, started happening. I was singing thank you from Bow Wow. And then I also was singing the thank you song that this girl sang at my sister graduation. Um... <laughs> I wanna thank you. Please. Call it oh in your God. local station. The other day to play my song. Cause if it wasn't right. for y'all, there wouldn't be no us. You're right though. But until Lola next time, y'all. <laughs> until next time, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Forever. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.